Three fingers. Oh. Is about. So like whiskey. Yeah. A whiskey amount between your. Yeah, you must be able to to drink whiskey between your pop filter and your microphone. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 180 of Video Games Hot Dog, which has unfortunately been canceled due to threats from North Korea. Oh. <laughs> Guys, we shouldn't have done that episode where we said that Kim Jong-un had a stinky, poopy butt. Yeah, well, he does. Well, yeah, I mean, truth to power. Okay. I was going to say truth in journalism. I was joking about this one, but 181 is going to be canceled because of North Korean threats. You think he could hire somebody to make his butt less stinky? Do you Maybe he likes that it that way. North Korea had anything to do with the the hacks on Sony. I don't know. Uh, I read something that was suggesting that it seemed unlikely, just based on the way that the the threats were written, did not seem like legitimate credible. example. Yeah, credible credible credi- credible examples of. Uh, how a North Korean person would mangle English? Yeah, they said on the, the Overthinking It podcast that the um, that some of the IPs maybe bore out that maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people say a lot of things about a lot of things. They were using Borat's IP. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, guys, I dropped a tree on my foot earlier, and it really, really hurts. So if I say <sighs> "ow," it's because I'm moving my foot. That that sucks. You should not move your foot. Okay. You should also not carry trees around. Mm. Well, I, well, I should ca- I should carry them around. I should not drop them. Yes. Okay. Or that, Man, I would be yeah. the worst barbarian if if <laughs> I if the only thing that I had to defend myself was a giant tree shaped and sized club. It'd be a real wreck. It could be worse. You could have had one of those great big double bladed axes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to join any tree club that would have me as a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin's drinking a Capri Sun. I am. Would you would you not join any branch of a tree club? Oh, <laughs> I would immediately leave. He would leave as soon as the meeting started. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Jim, how's it going? I, I was just trying to say, we quick, quick. Let's let me load. Rescue up. us, Jim. Rescue us. <laughs> load up my Twitter. You're the one. You're the one person not tainted by the idiocy of this room. <laughs> So I, I talked to uh, an accountant for the first time in my life recently, which was oh, weird. Yeah? You didn't you, you don't think you have accidentally talked to an accountant at some other point in your life? I know, no, you know what? I probably have, and I know I've talked to someone who later became an accountant, so maybe that counts. Mm. Maybe you had sex with an accountant at one of those eyes wide shut parties you're always going to. And you just <laughs> I, didn't I know it. I can't I can't rule it out. But I didn't talk to them in that case. Okay, there you go. Oh, that makes sense, sure. Is this because you are dreading uh, the upcoming tax, the end of the fiscal year and, and tax season and whatnot? That, I mean, that and also, like, I'm about to start paying people things. So mm. I was figuring out how to, how to make that happen. Like, this I, thought you were, I thought you were going to ask if he was dreading the forthcoming fiscal Y2K disaster. <laughs> Why are we? Why is it fourteen years? The fiscal millennium is offset by fourteen years to make it. Oh, it give you time. Yeah, it's similar scary. to the dishonored millennium. So all all your money just vanishes. <laughs> well, it was all on a plane that crashed. Are they? The uh, guidance system stopped. Are you paid? Are you paying people that are all uh, U.S. citizens, or are they from out of the country? In fact, they are. Some of them are from out of the country. So. Uh, that that makes it much more complicated. Yeah, I'm imagining it will, yeah. Yeah, because um, you have to go to the bank and, and get the right kind of money. 
Yeah, and then mail it to them in a box. Yes. Carry it in a bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, you have to get a different bag for every one because they have different symbols. They have the big symbol. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but luckily, you're a lot less likely to get robbed uh, carrying a big bag of pounds, say, that's because a, everybody's, oh, th- sorry, that's just an L bag. Yeah, that's the, a really good point. It's got a bunch of L's in there. How many stone does a bag of pounds weigh? <laughs> 14. 14, sto- 14 pounds to a stone bag. Yeah, so less than one. Yeah, so I was when I was talking to the accountant, I was like not really thinking about accounting. I was thinking about how like maybe this is me finally growing up. Mm. And I just had this vision of like a, a sitcom like opening scene where there's like a tracking shot of me on a couch talking about my mother. And then it just cuts to a guy with a calculator asking if this is a business expense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Man, I don't feel like talking to an accountant makes it so you're a grown up, though. No, you know, what I eventually realized was that what I'm doing is not ha- and by not having to do it myself, I am permitting myself to not grow up. What if, okay, but did, did having sex with the accountant at the, the Eyes Wide Shut party make him a grown-up? I mean, there it was, demonstrates that he's gone through puberty. There was okay. nothing adult about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it is adult to divide labor, I think. Right? So, huh. that, being an adult doesn't mean knowing literally everything about everything. Because if that's your definition, then no one is an adult. Hmm. Like, you know. Although, it's weird. You can't really be a Renaissance adult anymore, right? I guess not, but I mean, you can't even, like, nobody does, I used to think that it was a failing in me that I barely know anything about cars, Mm -hmm. or how to take care of them, or work on them, but I don't think anyone does anymore except extreme specialists. Am I wrong about that? Is it a class thing? Did I just grow up around lower class people who know a lot about cars? I think it's more that cars now are... Are computerized. yeah, Yeah, you just can't know about them. They're unknowable. Just, just like a, it's like a completeness theorem. Although you would think as a programmer, then you would be in great shape to understand your car. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that the car really runs Unix. Yeah, so it's not something that I know. I can drive this. Yeah. <laughs> it probably doesn't work on PHP. Oh yeah, yeah. That I'd be in even worse shape. Yeah. So can you hear the guy doing? Uh, Laps on the motorcycle in the background. Yeah, is that what's happening? It's just one guy, not a series of guys. Like it, there's this kid who just—I think he just got a motorcycle for for his birthday or something. Because every day he just spends like an hour driving driving around the block. That's cool. I—I I mean, I would do that if I was that kid. I, you know, I'm not begrudging him that. It's it's a little bit harsh on the uh, recording, but we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll be all right. Kid's probably getting a funeral for Christmas, though, if he's <laughs> not careful. How, your neighborhood's not super, not super busy, right? Like, you... <laughs> hi, kid. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Room. <laughs> we haven't eaten today. That's... Oh, oh, that's a so it's it's three p.m. Well, it's four here. Oh, geez. That's yeah, we got a whole worse. time zone situation going yeah. on. Um, that's that's uh, a bad time to not have eaten by. We've come back to Arizona and we're trying to take care of a bunch of adult shit. Is it because oh, yeah? there's no in Arizona? Yeah, there's not. That nothing yeah, grows here. It's a literal desert and a food desert. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of oranges on the tree that I dropped on my foot earlier, but they're all shitty. Hmm? Yeah, they're like ornamental oranges yeah. that s- 
somehow Awful became decorative really oranges. gross. <laughs> yeah, they're gnarly and they're like mutant, extra sour, yeah, evil oranges. Awful oranges, and every now and then the a neighbor will knock and ask if if he can have some, and I'm like, sure, if you want them. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> like, but I'll warn you, every tenth one, when you peel it, just a bunch of bees come out. <laughs> I really, that's a pendulette. Pendulette's been here, so every tenth one you peel is an it's apple. An apple, yeah. That could be a that could be a startup. Like bee oranges, you just sell them by the dozen. You just here, hand these out to your friends. Hmm. They're they're you know. Sometimes you'll get lucky. All the bees will have died by drowning in honey. Then you have a delicious honey orange. Oh, With Those crunch, are good when you're sick. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, bee corpses have a lot of protein in them. Is it, be- sure. is it that honey is full of dead bees that makes it dangerous for babies? The bee corpses are the ones that didn't quite make the cut when you were raising your army of the dead. (laughs) These can do the housework and stuff. If you had a big pot of honey full of dead bees as well, and you tried to like filter it. Would that work? I guess like you could use like a colander or something with really thick holes. I don't really know. I mean, you th- I honey would soak large through. Large enough would just cloth, wouldn't bees it? Would I mean, go through it too. I, I don't know because it's still I've a never... liquid. It's just a thick one. It's a, a thick wood. <laughs> yeah, it's a thick wood. That's what they call that. I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like surface tension at some point is going to. I guess gravity overcomes the surface tension. Hell, I don't know. It just gravity always wins. Yeah, probably be easier just to pick the bees out with a pair of chopsticks or something. Yeah, or just eat them. <laughs> I'm not so sure that trying to grab objects in the middle of a pot of honey with chopsticks is exactly my idea of easy. Do you you ever get stung in the tongue by a dead bee? I haven't. (laughs) Just asking. Yeah, I suppose that's better. It's definitely easier to pick the bees out with chopsticks than it is to just get stung on the tongue. Yeah. Can a dead bee... I don't know if a bee stinging you requires any volition on the part of the bee or if it's just, nope, once that thing is in there, you're fucked. So even an old dead bee can Mm. still sting you. You can't teach a new dog dead tricks, but you can get stung by an old dead bee. I mean, it has nothing to lose at this point, right? Sure, I guess that's true. (laughs) So, wow, a zombie could uh, oh, could uh, sting you a bunch of times. Yeah, how, how have we not yeah. have we not done that? Are you sure oh, you I haven't? Have you done a search? No, I didn't uh, bother checking. And we did. There was a time when we had to sit down and make a bunch of bee puns. Yeah, wow. Uh, but yeah, no, didn't come up. Did wow. uh, should have used our a puns. <laughs> We're saving those for the next game. Maybe we should just do a mashup of all of the previous content of the game as a, a world event just do like just everything do, just markov chain the entire text yeah oh wow okay that'd be pretty good actually you either get a not you get a non-combat that's just a a, a, a markov every... chain of the text from every non-combat and then a random one of the rewards or just fight a random monster with another monster's description <laughs> that would be so broken <laughs> there's nothing yeah no good come of that. Have you guys played any video games? Uh, I played the hell out of uh, Talos Principle. You were saying that it is like 9,000 hours long. I wasn't saying that many hours long. But, but like you, had 60, put, right? you had put a really surprising amount of time into it and weren't finished with it yet. And honestly, it made me not want to play it. Uh, I mean, it depends on how much you like that sort of puzzle, right? I mean, if... If I buy a book of 
a hundred Slitherlink puzzles, it's because I like the shit out of some Slitherlink and want to do a lot of them. Right, but I mean, this the Talos Principle sort of... Is there an arc that you can get through in a reasonable number of hours, or is it really just a game that takes more than 60 hours to finish? Well, Are you doing you a bunch of optional shit? If you I, like, yeah, if, if I am, do I am doing the, a lot like, of optional shit. So is most of what you're doing stars. optional shit? Um, like, so imagine that, say, Portal was a 60 or 70 hour game. I think we can all agree that that would be inferior to what Portal was. Right? Or I really no? like the do you not agree with that? Portal. Somewhere between four and ten hours, right? Depending on... You're I thought I think of the original Portal as being like three hours long, yeah, and then Portal Two, and Portal well, Two being maybe twice as long. I think okay. and, Portal Two makes and a, suffering from it. Portal Two makes an interesting comparison because they put you know they, that's a, that was a a well made game all the way through, um, and I think it definitely did suffer compared to the original. So like even if. The seventy hour. It version. was an experience of similar quality. Yeah, even the, if it's still that's too much of it. Right. The multiplayer version was was. Oh yeah, really that was a good. that was a different thing. But also, I recall we played all the way through all of that, and it took like an hour, a couple hours, maybe a couple hours. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, all right, that's long enough for that experience, and I remember it very fondly, both from the fellowship I experienced with my bro, and also because it didn't do anything that wore out its welcome, hmm. like. Is there a main storyline to the Talos Principle? Yes. How long does it take to play through it all? I haven't finished it yet because I've been doing all the optional stuff as well. As you go. Yeah. Okay. Does it have some sort of procedurally generated puzzle no. setup? I read something that seemed to maybe insinuate that, but I guess not. Mm-mm. Not not unless it's... Unless you've just been... Unless you're like, yeah, not... wow, this Skyrim <laughs> yeah. guy never runs out of shit he wants me to steal. Skyrim has yeah. <laughs> an infinite number of quests. Like you've just been playing procedurally generated content the entire time. just haven't noticed, yeah. No, you would think, think that so. eventually you would be like, wait a second, I have already stolen something from this room. This, this wallet wasn't here before. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh my God, the world is alive when I'm not there. I mean, you so describe... Okay. What the Talos Principle um, it is. Without any spoilers, because I just got it today. Yeah, so. yeah I saw on, on Steam that you had it now. Um, so it is a first-person puzzle game similar to Portal, except where Portal's puzzles are mainly concerned with portals. Uh, <laughs> Talos Principle's puzzle puzzles are, are mainly concerned Talos. with making ta- candles. Ta- ta- talons. <laughs> Uh, lasers. <laughs> They're concerned with lasers. Okay. So you've got like uh, different colors of laser emitters and then targets of different colors that you have to direct the lasers to with uh, splitters and reflectors that you can move around the environment. And they're elaborate and really beautiful like ruins environments. And the, the general structure of it, I guess, to, will help explain if I break this down a little. Um You've got one sort of overworld, which contains three buildings, which are the three main subworlds of the game, each of which is a slightly different environment. So you've, like building A is Roman ruins and building B is Egyptian ruins. And those buildings contain like teleporters to right. thousands of individual levels. And, and then there's a fourth, a fourth building, which is kind of analogous to Portal's backstage area. Um, 
So, um, and then within each of those buildings, like in building A, there's, there's seven levels and each of those levels has four to six puzzles in it. And it, and it's each level is set up as like a sort of hub area that has a door or a building for each individual puzzle. So the demo was one of those sub levels. Yes. But not 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 one from the game. Right, right, right. right. But I mean, but it. So the it, game, the, the game, game is, itself is, is seven times four times uh, four time, times three because the building, the building, the fourth building is not the same sort of thing. Okay, but I mean, it's the game is effectively like a hundred times as long as the demo. The game is effectively. Twenty-one times as long oh as the oh demo. so the demo is us uh, is one of the seven is one yes. of the sets of, is yes. one of the sevens okay okay that was that still doesn't seem like a sixty hours well Do, because the the other thing going on is bes- besides the the individual puzzles in each level there is also one or two bonus stars of which you have to collect all of them to get like the secret bonus ending the stars are what unlock the levels in building four okay and also uh, imagine that there was like each level had five statues like the one in storm when you had to try to figure out how to get up on top of right, <laughs> right. so and so you spend a lot of you're time spending a lot around. of time you you are 100 percenting it as you yes, go and that's exactly. why it is taking you so long okay right. that that actually makes me a lot more likely to play it because in a game, yeah, you could cruise just through just doing the puzzles and do it a lot faster than okay. I'm going. Okay, and that's you would be able to go back and solve the yeah other if stuff, you right? wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that maybe that's I'm, okay. I'm gonna buy it now, having made that leap. Yeah, and some of the some of the hidden stuff I think I think you'll find is because you'll you'll see some of it just as you're doing the regular puzzles, and I think that. Will we'll catch your interest because some of them are really interesting. Uh, there's a lot of they do a lot of things like um, the 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 individual sort of areas that the individual puzzles are in are are sectioned off from the rest of the level with like sort of like the fizzlers that they have in Portal that stop you from moving game objects out of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be a thing like mm-hmm. uh, like you'll see a star. Th- in one of the puzzle areas, but it'll be locked with a with a barrier that requires a certain color laser to unlock it. Like a blue laser. Like a blue laser, but this puzzle only has red lasers. So to unlock this star, you have to go to another puzzle that has blue lasers and find a window that you can shoot this laser out of uh-huh. into okay. the other puzzle. Or maybe that's, that's cool that it persists. Yeah. Like the, like my being in a world as opposed to just sort of this abstracted like mm-hmm. puzzle. Um, level kind of thing. It, it allows you to do some really neat things yeah. like that. Yeah, there's some really neat stuff going on. There's puzzles where you have to figure out how to get physics objects out of the puzzle and into the hub area without, because obviously you can't take it through the fizzler door, so you have to figure out a way to cheat them over the wall. Hmm. What, yeah, and, one of my uh, favorite it... moments from um, Link to the Past, I can't remember exactly what this was, but there was a dungeon where you had to Leave the dungeon and come back to solve a puzzle. Oh yeah, yeah, like one of the uh, the the desert or swamp. Right, and when they, I I like that they you know they took the time to establish that the puzzles normally are are built under these constraints where they're they, the entire thing is within this dungeon, um, and then they break that rule in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Was that the one where you had to flood it? Partially or something? 
don't remember. I don't I just remember it happening. Yeah. I remember that that swamp palace where you do something inside and then when you go outside the water has drained from the swamp and there's a fish flopping around. I don't remember if that if there was anything important you had to do outside. Yeah, I don't either. Huh. That all that's all you I mean that's all you've had time to play because you've been playing um, it for more than 7 times 24 hours. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I the the idea that you have to physics objects over walls makes it have to is a is a weird yeah, yeah, so it's the, only for the bonus stars. right and the that, i mean no, i think what that what that means for me is that i probably would not go after any of the bonus stars mm-hmm. at all because <clears throat> that really gets into the i don't know if i'm doing the wrong thing or if i'm just executing it slightly wrong hmm. problem um hmm. that i don't like in puzzle games, especially. Have you looked anything up, or are you just doing this all? I have. I have not looked anything up. Okay. Um, Please, Riff is an adult. Well, it's just uh, if I didn't enjoy it so much, I might have looked some stuff up. But I like this game well enough that I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do it on its own terms. There's actually kind of an interesting hint set up hmm. where they um, a lot of the puzzles, uh, especially as you start to get later in the game have little sort of altars in one of the walls and you can go up and um, sort of paint a help request on it. And then one of the, the fictional NPC helper characters will, will write back a response. I'm not entirely sure of what the rules to this are because there's a setting in the options for hints and you can either set them to always only use or never. <laughs> and I said it to never. So I don't know exactly how this works, but there are about a third of the way through the game, third or, or two thirds of the way through the game, you can unlock three extra puzzles that sort of unlock these helper characters. And I, so I guess what is going on is if you have the hint option set to always, then <laughs> motorcycle noises, <laughs> then, um, if you have the hint set to always, then these altars just always work. If you have them set to only use, then you only get to use them three times because it's gated by, by going and finding these three guys. It's not that the hints are just always visible. That might also versus, be versus when you toggle them, them by using the altar by using the thing, yeah, something like that. Huh. So, did I understand you right? You were saying you make a hint request in like a natural language kind of a form factor. No, it's it's um, part of the story thing that's going on is there are there are other characters going through this set of trials, sort of in a in a parallel universe at the same time that you are, but you can see messages from them on the walls, sort of like how you can see messages from other players in Dark Souls. Um, you'll be walking around in, and you'll see like QR codes on, on the walls in these ruins. Actual QR codes? Yeah, they are actual QR codes, but it you don't have to have your own reader or anything. Okay. It, it pops up the subtitle for you. Oh, but they're from, and they're from fictional characters. Yes, from fictional from, characters. Okay. Yeah, not from other players. And and these, these altars use that same sort of 
QR code screen. So like when you hit one, you see like the hand of your character in first person view hold up a paintbrush and paint this QR code on the wall. You are a robot. In, yeah, you are a robot. And then in a few in a few seconds, like another QR code appears underneath it oh, with wow. your response from this character. Okay, huh. so you don't actually write the messages yourself. No, no. It's it's a generic sort of help me message. Okay. That sounds cool. Talos yeah. principle. Talos principle. It's super cool. And it's, it does a lot of, I don't want to go deep in talking about the story cause I don't want to spoil any of it. Uh, but it's real, um, philosophical about the nature of, of what makes a person a person and what makes a human a human. And, and if, if, and whether those are what, the same thing, twice yeah, whether or those no. are the same thing, whether an AI would be considered a human, you know, what's, mm. or, a person. Rather, a person is sure. what I meant to say, and and various things like this. And there's a a character who grills you about your opinions on these issues, and apparently keeps track of your answers and points out contradictions when you've when you've screwed up your own reasoning. And wow. yeah, and you kind of have to argue back and forth with this guy about it, and it's, it gets pretty interesting. Um, but also, I mean, I feel like. If it was something that a given player was not particularly interested in, it would be easy to skim over it and not really, because it, it, it's fairly separate from the puzzles. So. Sure. Is this a thing that happens at those computer terminals that yeah. you find? Uh -huh. ah, gotcha. Play anything else? Just the assignment and World of Warcraft, but I don't have anything new to say about World of Warcraft. What about you, Kevin? I have played a little bit of stuff. Um mostly been working um uh every christmas i have i had tried to make it a sort of tradition to play a ds game oh, huh. um like i would just ask for one for christmas and play it um just but any I'd ds day game play it the following year well yeah basically <laughs> I, um so last year i didn't play a game i was working too like most of the time and so i didn't have a chance to play so i was like I'll start early this year so i just i've been sort of every night playing like an hour of uh mario and luigi partners in time okay nice. that's a good um, one it's yeah i like i enjoy it but there are a couple things about it that are annoying um there's a lot of cutscenes that involve like just crying babies <laughs> um and like the just the epic helplessness of all the female characters is kind mm. of aggravating the the animators have a really good sense of timing and physical comedy though. sure i really enjoyed that yeah. i don't remember that one that was the one before <clears throat> bowser's inside story but after so. superstar saga yes i yeah okay. i, so, I played yeah. bowser's inside story maybe i'm just playing these in reverse order okay i liked bowser's inside story a lot this one like the the addition so having four characters that you control just feels oh, right to me a like too much Cumbersome. there's yeah like uh, so each button each of the four face buttons is basically the action button for that character and then because you sometimes because you get a second verb for each thing as other than jump um you then have to toggle that with the right bumper and that just seems hmm. oh yeah annoying. i was with you up until the toggle um like the, so the, especially like the a, right a face button. bumper putting a face button on uh 
or they're having having the the characters each map to a face button seems really natural. Um, right. Un, yeah. Until there's especially if they're standing in a diamond. Yeah. Especially yeah. until there's courting involved, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not even it's not courting. It's it's like you you hit it and then that switches the the oh, okay. thing yeah. the action of the thing. What is courting? It's when you would do two buttons at the same time. Oh, C H O R. Oh, okay. Especially right bumper with buttons. That seems fucking yeah, awful. I, would, I think I would... I don't know. I don't know what I would prefer. The the DS Lite or whatever DSi that I have is kind of a little small in my hands. So it's. I have a hard time comfortably m- m- working with all the controls all the time. I can't play a 3DS for more than about a half an hour before Your hands my hands cramp up. up. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like The XL version... Of the yeah, you don't you don't have the XL, do you? Really nice. Does it? Yeah, maybe yeah. that maybe that would be better. I think, yeah. I think that would help a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I'm waiting basically to before I get a 3DS. I'm gonna wait until the new one comes out because apparently yeah. that's just much better. The XL is in that horrible whatever the opposite of a sweet spot is where the v- pixels are Sour still spot. visible oh, yeah. but gross. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I, curious about the 2DS. Like I I have I've seen ads for it. I've never seen it in person, but I wonder what that form factor is like on the hand. Yeah, I I would be tempted to use that because I never I don't ever take it with me anywhere. I don't probably kind of small because they're they're they seem to be marketed at least to kids, the real young kids. But I don't remember like the Game Boy Advance SP being uncomfortable to play, and it wasn't like I wasn't a kid then. Like I feel like I was in my mid twenties, and my hands were basically the same size that they are now. Did the SP stand for small people? Yeah, (laughs) small small penis. You played it. That's part of why you didn't have to use your hands to play it. Um, That's why. So besides that, the only jack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's interesting they have that tradition because I've discovered I have a a similar tradition, except mine's more specific. Oh yeah. Every every Christmas I play a new Etrian Odyssey game. Oh. And I I don't know what they're gonna do. What I'm gonna do if they don't come out with another one next year. So I guess I'll have to get a get an old one. Because you you like go and spend Christmas with your family like yeah. away from away from the technology. Internet. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I guess a DS is technology. So um, the only other thing I've been playing uh, is a little bit of um, hex cells. Hmm. I guess now I'm up to infinite. Um, they had three. They have three games in this. I think it's hex cells, hex cells plus, and hex cells infinite. Um, and they are oh, so it's, it's just, like Bioshock. Yes, uh, <laughs> and then it, so that I remember. I don't remember. Ah, I don't know if you remember me talking about this a while back, and I said that I enjoyed the first one, but felt like it was super super easy until the last handful of levels, and wished that there were more of those. And one of the one of our listeners wrote in was like, "You should just play the sequel because it just starts where it left off," hmm. and it totally did. It was like. A couple, like a little bit of introduction to mm. remind you of stuff, and that's then a, it was super hard. That's a bold move. It was good. I no, I mean, it's a good. It's a, it's a choice that I respect. Like it, it got. Do not really, play this if you haven't played the first one. Right, like, and it got really, really hard by the by the end. And I was like, okay, these are like like solid, really thought provoking, difficult puzzles. Um, and then the infinite, I think, is just sort of more of the same level of difficulty, and then also has the um, procedurally generated puzzles. Which are usually not that interesting, but they're more of it if you just want to play a bunch. Mm. Um, so just working my way through that, basically. Um, and the the way that works is like it's a 
it's a hex grid of spaces and it's it's like kind of like minesweeper but with actual information um so every puzzle that i have done has had enough information to fill, completely fill out the grid um but it sometimes it is really hard to figure out like what your next move is supposed to be um especially on like really large grids that fill up the whole screen but it's good it's like a new kind of logic puzzle that's different than minesweeper or hmm. sudoku or whatever but is that an ios one uh no it's i mean they might be out on ios but i've just been playing it on the pc okay it's on steam and it's super cheap too especially like in a holiday sale they're usually discounted hugely hmm. it's a good couple hours of puzzles cool so what about you zach i am um, i had a ton of work to do so i decided to start playing skyrim again <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. Huh. No, that's that's what I was doing during my Kickstarter too. <laughs> I um, so I I decided to start like I I used a couple of patches. There was a character creation overhaul that was recommended to go with this random starting location mod that I wanted to play with. I was sort of interested in doing that like live another life one where it's just like you're a blacksmith in this random town or whatever. Mm. But then I was like, no, I'd rather. I'd rather just have a sort of like in media res start that I didn't pick. Mm. Like in this one, like sometimes you're just like, wake up and there's a fucking skeleton next to you attacking you. Like, whoa, cool. All right. Uh, you start with gear and skills you, yeah, and you stuff? pick a class. Well, if you use this uh, character creation overhaul, you also pick a class and it tags some skills for you and gives you a set of starting gear for whatever class you are. And I'd, I'd picked like, assassin because i wanted to do stealth and bows because i hardly ever play that way and stealth it's a and thing that riff rock. likes a lot yeah so it spawns me like at a random sawmill outside of solitude and i'm like well i guess i'm supposed to kill the guy that lives at this sawmill like this is just this is my story like i wake up we we, we meet this character as he is on his final assassination mission and sorry random elf schlub and this is you making up this stuff yeah 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 yeah. i mean so i just i go in and i kill the guy and i'm like i'm not gonna steal his stuff like i'm still not going i'm going to kill a murderer i'm a a murderer not a thief like i'm not gonna take anything that's red uh and so then i was like well okay so now that i've just like killed a random innocent npc i wonder if this works like the other games or at least like one of them, I think works. Where if I go to bed, the Dark Brotherhood will try to recruit me. Mm. And so I went to the inn in Solitude. Didn't have enough gold to get a room. Like I didn't have ten gold because I had zero gold. Mm. No one in any of the stores that I could find would buy any of the things that I had in my inventory. Hmm. Like because it just wasn't the right kind of shop. I had forgotten about how. Stuff is not purchased. Yeah, by. how really fucking terrible oh, stores right, are in right. Elder Scrolls games. Like, I get that you want some measure of verisimilitude, and it makes sense. And yeah, it makes sense, but it's not yeah. really fun because you it's spend not a like, lot of time going to your like your route of six vendors. Yeah, hoping and, that they've re, that their gold has restocked. Yeah. Like, and I like I would install a mod that would just give all fucking vendors infinite gold, and they'll buy anything from you, and it. It, the fact that it's stateful 
is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sell a thing to a guy, he has that. he'll have it yep. and mm-hmm. he'll sell it back to you at a big markup or whatever. But so I like as I'm looking around for stores to try and figure out something to sell to be able to afford my night at the inn, this guy he's like, Hey, you want to do some shady shit? And I was like, I guess so. It's like <laughs> like go like that. We're we're trying to get this ship to wreck so we can rob it, and we just need a patsy to put out the fire in the lighthouse. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So I go and I put out the fire in the lighthouse and then I go over to the shipwreck and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to kill all of these guys. Everybody. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be a part of this scheme. <laughs> so I just start killing guys, not realizing that they were actually already hostile hmm. and it didn't matter. Like they, the whole deal was that they were going to betray you anyway. And then oh, you just have yeah. to try. So, well, all right. so that's fine. Well anticipated. Yeah. And, and then I was no like, no honor among, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> assassins apparently. So I kill. So then I guess it's like, I guess it's okay for me to rob these guys because at this point, because of the way the quest logic works, they're not, none of the shit is red. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I got, I got a, I got a stockpile now, but then I just looked up how to start the dark brotherhood quest. Is it not? Sleeping? I know. And I never would have found it. Oh, really? Like, hmm. yeah, you have to, you have to like go do, to a particular town where, and they, they signpost it a lot when you're in this town, it's like, oh, and that stupid kid's trying to summon the dark brotherhood again. We'll never learn. Oh, this is the one right. with the, like, remember that. the, like, ha- murder house and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was Mark, Markarth. <laughs> Um, okay. That's the, that's the one with the crazy the Daedra living inside the haunted house. Oh, okay. Um, where just starting that quest results in you having to like f- fuck up the entire town <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because y- like you go in there with a guy and then you get like possessed and have to kill him or he gets possessed and you yeah, have to kill him or something. Yeah, it's, it's really nuts. obnoxious. No, this is like this kid is like he had his he his parents had been killed and he's just living in in, in their shitty falling apart house. And got a letter from the Jarl saying that he was going to be shipped off to this orphanage, but it was like a torture orphanage that everybody <laughs> hates. And he was like, I really need the Dark Brotherhood to kill the crazy, horrible lady oh, that wow. runs this orphanage so that right. so that I don't like so that my life isn't ruined by this. And there's just, you know, the ritual for summoning the Dark Brotherhood is like, like I don't know how in the fiction they know that you're doing this because it's just like get a bunch of shit in a pile and light some candles. Yeah. like. <laughs> They, it's not <laughs> I mean maybe the like dark mother or whatever like the the sort of Daedra that they worship tells them about it yeah, I, mean, I interpreted you, that as just I supernatural story, like yeah, yeah. You, that's yeah but it doesn't say that right like it, it, it so far it's not explained yeah, but there's magic but I, in yeah. the world so yeah but that doesn't mean that everything like th- that doesn't let you just be like oh a wizard did it I well, guess it does if you can't go <laughs> like, up with another explanation that's the point of it <laughs> <laughs> well okay uh, so anyway, you go, you, you just have to basically pretend you're the Dark Brotherhood guy that has been called to this kid's summons and then go kill the woman. And then you have to like, there's just like a 1D10 chance every time you sleep through a night that oh. you'll get fucking kidnapped by the Dark Brotherhood. Okay. So then it was like, well, I guess I'm going to go back to that inn where I can now afford to just rent a room for like eight or nine nights in a row. And just like, well, I was so depressed about killing this orphanage lady that I decided to sleep for a month. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got recruited into the Dark Brotherhood where it's... And it's She's like, oh, you seem sufficiently mopey. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need somebody without a lot of shit going on. <laughs> and you seem like you fit that bill. Uh, 
So yeah, I've been doing the Dark Brotherhood quests, and they're pretty fun. And yeah. there's a, it's also like there's just this, their procedurally generated quests are real easy because it's just like they just roll on this like, well, well, we'll just pick one of 40,000 named NPCs that's wandering around in this world. <laughs> I go kill that guy. Like, it's pretty good. <laughs> you can get a really sweet horse, too. That's what uh, that's what I'm told. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is so cool about the horse? It's on fire. Is it actually fast? Like, I didn't, I never bothered I don't with horses think at any point. In I don't Skyrim. think it's faster than other horses, but I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while, but I think it can't die. It can't die. Yeah, that yeah. is, that is one thing. Is that unusual? Do horses die all the time? Yeah, they yeah. get into fights. They'll pick <laughs> fights with drag, like horses and dragons are natural enemies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh. And so you can't, I just remember like Emily would often get attached to whatever horse she was using and then be really sad when it died because it aggroed a dragon. She was like sort of sad, but then also like, well, (laughs) that is what would happen. Like, you know, my joke was that the tool tip about horses should have been the horses of Skyrim are slow, but they sure are stupid. (laughs) Like, because they're, I just never found anything to like about horses in that. I also just don't like horses. Horses are good for mountain climbing because they they can they can deal with much steeper gradients oh, really? than you can. Oh, well then uh. that's a good that's a dumb reason to, for <laughs> horses to be mechanically good. There, are you guys creeped out by horses in the real world? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Not as much weird. as goats, but they're, I don't like the way they have the eyes on either side of their head. They're a little bit too big to be comfortable around. Yeah, like this yeah. this is a thing that could like if it wanted to, it could kill me trivially. And, and, like, horses are real skittish and fearful, too, so it's not... It, it would not be unusual for a horse to suddenly freak out when you were near it and just trample you. Yeah. Emily has this hamster that's really skittish and fearful, but I'm not, like... It's cute. You know, it's got little hands and it, <laughs> right. it runs around. Because and, it's the opposite. Like, that's... You could kill it trivially. So, of course... It... <laughs> oh, sure, sure, yeah. And I might. I mean, it's... A, you never that's know, why it's right? Skittish. Like it, Sure. I had a dream that I was eating a furry lollipop. <laughs> and wait, when I woke up, the neighbor's horse was dead. Whoa. You woke up with a horse head in your bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, huh, I don't remember murdering a horse in my sleep. Maybe I should ask those mob guys I've been talking to recently. <laughs> Maybe they know something about this lose a horse life of crime I've apparently <laughs> embarked on. <clears throat> Uh, and then I played a shitload of Hearthstone, and that yeah. just, yeah. Just, you're, kick, you're kicking ass? No, I'm doing okay. I found a deck that I like. I found a deck that is both fun and quasi-competitive, so mm. that's nice, I guess. Although I have weakened it by taking out some stuff. Well, I weakened it by not spending all of my arcane dust making the cards that I don't have. Um Including the one that I think is actually fairly critical to the deck winning a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's So it's like a mage aggro deck where you're trying to summon... You're summoning a bunch of creatures and just focusing entirely on just attacking the opponent. And not really... Mm -hmm. Just like trying to kill them before they can get going. As opposed to trying to maintain board control. Huh. Right? So you don't end up killing a lot of their minions. So you gotta kill them pretty fast. But it relies on you doing a bunch of direct damage to the opponent in the end interesting and there is that crazy overpowered legendary card that just gives you a fireball in your hand every time you cast a spell so wow yeah like it just basically becomes an infinite fireball fountain because 
if you cast that fireball, fireball, it puts another fireball in your hand. So like it just basically. And how much does how much? It's uh, mana six damage for four mana. Wow. So yeah, like at that point in the game, you can do it twice if you get him out, and then that's probably gonna win it. But you know, I've replaced it with some of. The, they have this fucking amazing card called Unstable Portal, which costs two mana. It puts a random minion card in your hand from any min from any minion that exists. It puts wow. a random mm -hmm. one in your hand and reduces its casting cost by three. Wow. So sometimes usually it's just a free minion. Usually it's free, yeah, because like the there are so many minions that are one, two, or three yeah. mana. Sometimes it's a wisp, you know, sometimes it's nothing. But sometimes it's like some fucking crazy powerful legendary that you've never seen before. <laughs> and it's it can be a card from any class. Like, oh, wow. it is literally just a random minion. So this is a and card that you might not own. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, act like that's just actually something that's very different from what would happen in a real CCG. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, they, do, they take a lot of liberties. They really do, stuff. and it's great. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I would love is to be able to play a game where it was mage versus mage and that was the only card you had in your deck. <laughs> like, if it, just everything was... Just, just unstable portals all the way down. That would be so much fun. <laughs> just crazy. You'd get to see so many crazy combinations that would otherwise never happen. Hmm. But yeah, there's a, I, I feel like I've probably used that 30 times and eight of the times they've been some legendary. It hmm. might it might be weighted towards more fun, more interesting things. It's also possible that there's just a lot of legendaries because there's a bunch of diversity at the high end of possible. I guess there cards. are, and there's also like mul there's multiple legendaries per class now. Yeah. But I mean, there's also multiple common minion cards per class. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and I you can play it on the iPad now. So oh, you're fucked. I know, especially here. Now, when I'm in Arizona, when I go to smoke a cigar, I'm sitting on a nice, comfortable couch as opposed to pacing around on a rainy ass roof. And so, like, huh, I could play some Hearthstone. Why don't you just put this. a rainy ass couch on the roof? I could, yeah, I could put a rainproof couch on the roof. That would be great. There definitely <laughs> would not always be hobo shit covering. A hobo. You have roof, on your roof hobos? Oh, I'm sure we have roof hobos. Every place has roof hobos. Huh. Arizona has I think roof those are rats. Pigeons. <laughs> well, they're tiny, tiny, shitty, feathery roof hobos. <laughs> there are roof rats. Did you know there are roof rats in Arizona? I did not. I think we've talked about this. There there are not a lot of rats in Arizona, but mm. the ones that there are live in like the attics and roofs of houses. Huh. And they skitter around. I always thought there was just squirrels on the roof. Probably rats, same thing. Or, or a cat, or something. Now here it's probably cats. Yeah. Oh boy, let's um, let's not let the girls find out about this because I don't want them to, I don't want them to freak out. But uh, I met one of our neighbors at the office today, and he was complaining about how many stray cats there are around here, in spite of all of the cat poison that he puts out all the time. Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, all right, I'm just gonna act like. Wow. I mean, he's old. Like, oh, you, that makes used, it okay. He used to just poison. He used to just poison <laughs> cats. No, I mean, like old people when I was growing up, and really even younger people when I was growing up, like cats were basically just vermin, right? They weren't pets. And here it almost 
boy, there's a lot of fucking stray Wait, cats. Did you grow up pre-Egyptian? Breeding like, oh yeah, I, yeah, it was pre-Egyptian. <laughs> no, they grew, we grew up cursing the Egyptians' names uh, for, well, A, for the curse that they delivered onto us when my great-great-grandfather unsealed that tomb, uh, <laughs> but B, for creating this problem where there it's are these animals ones. that just breed uncontrollably, and because they they have personalities and are cute, it becomes not okay to poison them. Um, uh, wait, so... Wait, so they just, do they just sell a product called cat poison? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, you know... You just take a mouse and you fill it with poison. Yeah. <laughs> well, you start, yeah, you start out with some mouse poison. Um... <laughs> Normally you don't poison mice though, right? You just break their necks. Well, yeah. I mean, that's poison the thing. Like, rats though. You, I guess you do. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Nobody yeah, would care if you poison pigeons, right? So it's hard for me to get too head up about this idea just because it. I love cats. You know, this is yet another reason to not have outdoor cats. Hmm. You know, the fact that most outdoor cats get killed by cars being the primary reason to not have outdoor cats. But, but still, yeah, no, man. Blah. The stray cats that survive must be either smart or poison resistant. Maybe we've got the we've got the Mithridates of cats. Maybe Juggalo Cat is secretly the reincarnation of Mithridates, who slowly consumed poison to build up a resistance so that none of his political rivals could poison him. One of the many many stray cats that hangs out outside of our office looks like a Juggalo. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good Juggalo Cat. This guy may just be it's deliberately breeding a strain of super cats. Yeah. Mm. Wow, yeah, I wonder what his plan is. I, he might not even have one. Like, I would just do that for fun. <laughs> yeah. Just hobbies. Well, started out just killing cats for fun, but then I realized, wait a minute. This is for something other than fun, too. <laughs> a purpose. Well, if I make him harder to poison, it'll be more challenging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like le- he's trying to level fun. up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is his weight belt. Uh, Jim, what have you been playing? I played a bit of Far Cry 4. What do you think? It's all like Far Cry 3. It, yeah. Did you like Far Cry 3? Basically. I mean, it was it was, was one of those games that was like, yeah, this is okay. It's It's got, you know, it's got numbers going up. I'm going... Was there as much like animal murder and violence in uh, Far Cry 3? There's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this game adds the mechanic where you can, like, when you skin an animal, you will get an item called bait which just looks like uh, undifferentiated organs. Yeah, you, you, the animation for skinning an animal is not skinning it so much as it is cutting a big gash in it and reaching in and pulling out like a heart. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. And Eventually you level up to become a thuggy priest and you can do it without a knife. <laughs> cool. That sounds useful. Um, and you can throw this item and it will spawn a wild animal that will go and attack anything nearby. Like, not you? Um, no, it no, it will it attack, will attack you. you. Okay. Yeah, um, you just hide. But it will maybe take out a couple. Like it'll go into a, a bunch of guys with guns, and it will probably take out a couple of them before they kill it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I've seen I, like I've seen videos of like rhinos killing people, and I've I heard this amazing story of an eagle dropping like a goat carcass on some somebody's <laughs> car roof while they were driving and it freaked them out so bad they drove off the edge of a cliff and died. Wait, was that the eagle's plan? I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, holy is shit. Is there an Easter egg where the summoned wild animal is the cat thing from Miyazmata? 
Uh, no. Oh. That'd be pretty good. So I, I felt like an old man while playing this game just because the controls were so... I had such a hard time doing anything on purpose, like figuring out how to... I think you have like an item you can throw and then an item you can add a gun separately at the same time and you throw the item by hitting right bumper and you shoot the gun by holding left trigger and then pushing right trigger and then you can also throw a rock by pushing right on the d-pad and so like i wasn't sure for a long time whether i had to like replace the rock with with bait in order to throw bait yeah i don't think so i think throw rock is just a verb that you always have yeah is that meant to like distract it, yeah, yeah, it does. And, yeah that's and that's a fun mechanic um Oh, I love rocks. <laughs> uh, one thing that happened to me more than once was that I was trying to throw a knife at a guard and I threw bait at a guard instead. This, <laughs> this happened in a hostage situation where I just like threw raw meat into a pile of hostages. And just <laughs> Oops. I, it, Tiger spawns, so far, kills all the hostages. So far the game has been very slapstick. It playing it on the PC, the controls are not bad at all. I don't know if I don't know if you're a PC shooter guy, or I don't know if you're a guy who would buy another copy of Far Cry Four <laughs> just to not have to play it with a controller. That is a thing that I would do if I had somehow forgotten that I was the kind of guy who hated controllers right. in the first place. But are you playing it on like a PS4? I'm playing it on the 360. Uh huh. Huh. Do they? Do they? Have they compromised it? to put it on the 360 in any way? I, does it not have the nemesis system where the orcs will rise through the ranks? <laughs> it does not have that, so I guess so. I actually, you know, I actually don't know. What I want so badly is I want... So I, I just want them to remake Far Cry, except instead of shooting brown people, you're they're just skeletons, mm. and your guns are all wands that shoot lightning bolts or whatever. Is it moddable? I don't know. Probably not to that extent. Mm. What about Harold and moddable? Okay, it's heraldable, but not moddable. Okay, yeah. I mean, you could just go play it's Diablo. It has bud. It requires some <laughs> bud cording to do all of the moves. I could just play Diablo, but I like. I kind of want you know a goblin hang glider, <laughs> and like I want all of the cool things about a Far Cry game. I just don't want it to be about killing human men, and killing brown you know? men specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like I and. That's so, the thing. I like I like these games except for the core thing that you're doing, which is just killing dude after dude after dude. I like running around these environments, like finding things. I like leveling up. I don't even mind killing animals so much because I'm using their hearts <laughs> to kill other guys and I'm using like their skins to make a new wallet. Yeah, yeah. You use every part of the animal. You can only make yeah. a wallet out of a very particular <clears throat> animal's hide. You can't make out of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I that I see that as just like the island that you're on. I guess you're not on an island this time, but that country has really strict fashion guidelines. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so like, you can make a wallet out of something else. They just it's no shopkeeper will let you spend money out of it. <laughs> They're like, oh, that you haven't been here in a while, have you? <laughs> oh, honey, that that wallet's from last year. We we have to make wallets out of capybaras now, or we can't take your money. Capitalist Even though the store is actually just a fucking armoire in every case. Like, <laughs> we said put an armory here. Oh, I read it wrong. <laughs> this is weird. What if I paint the wallet like a capybara texture? 
ah, okay. Do you have do you have a real life paintbrush that makes things look like capybara fur? It can't be that hard. I guess not. What if you made the paintbrush out of capybara fur? Then yeah, yeah that then they would have mm. to take it. Really, you could paint your house with it and then charge people to see the world's largest capybara, <laughs> as far as they know. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, same as last time, plus the, the assignment. I've been playing yeah, more Skyforce. It's, uh, it's definitely very grindy in the late game. Like It's really hard to finish the game without just playing a lot of the early levels to collect stars, which I'm not so thrilled about. But on the other hand, it's kind of why I'm playing this game instead of a regular shoot 'em up to uh, hmm. to to like that sense of progression instead of that sense of like oh I just died I'll restart. I it feels like a guilty pleasure sort of yeah, and I think uh, although... that was like part of what what I was maybe trying to get at last time when I was trying to figure out why I felt guilty for liking it was that like I feel like I should like games that are building my skill rather than games that are time wasters. But hmm. so I mean, you only have so much time to edify yourself in a day. Like I, I've never uh, like in a lifetime. The yeah, idea, well, that that's too. also true. I, I feel like I, I, far, I have a little bit of a problem with the notion of a guilty pleasure in general. Oh, sure. I mean, unless that oh, my guilty pleasure is like killing my neighbor kids or their cats, <laughs> right? If I like. If, it's, it's amazing how many children there are around here with all the child poison. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I don't understand it, I, you'd think. But, like, it's not, like, you're not worse off for having ground your way through some, you know, shooter on Congregate where you're just playing the same level over and over again to earn XP to get a bigger gun than if you were, like, just watching episodes of Friends that you've already seen on Netflix or whatever. Right? And, I mean, sure, I, it, like... I think it's fine to waste some of your time. It's yours. Yeah, no, I, I like, and I agree. I, but that's something that like I haven't really internalized. I, I mean, I, I understand why people feel guilty about that sure. kind of thing. I'm well, so I think that as a designer, you should heed those feelings and don't make something like yeah. that, hmm. right? But that's you know. And maybe maybe that is why you feel guilty about it. Maybe you recognize the tricks that are being pulled and think that is not a thing that I would ever do to someone. Possibly, yeah. You know, you know, there's not really anything wrong with doing that, I guess. And I mean, there are probably aspects of games that I've made that are like that. Although we try to avoid it, at least. I don't know. I mean, I feel yeah. like I mean, you made an RPG, which like is kind of unavoidably that. Well, it's not. I mean, I guess the, it's it's not grindy in the way that you would think it's grindy, though, you know? It's like a meta level of grindiness. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's, I mean, at that point, it becomes like a kind of a strategic, like, there's not a point where the game is like, you have to just do the same thing over and over and over again on a short time scale. Right. 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 So I, I don't know why. I, I mean, you know, it's because I don't want to feel like a reprehensible asshole is why. <laughs> I, I think the thing about it is that a, a casual person can come to it and enjoy it on like a humorous level and then somebody who wants sort of a long term strategic game comes to it and plays that and has to work at it well and but both people are getting satisfaction out of it from different 
sides. Yeah, and for and one person, for one person, from from one person's perspective, we are history's greatest monsters. Right. <laughs> and from the other person's perspective, we're just sort of socially irresponsible on the level of like an Andrew Dice Clay or something. <laughs> history's greatest monster ranchers. Uh, so did you guys hear about the sort of steam? debacle oh the hatred yeah thing? Mm. i have something to say about that yeah say something i feel that a private uh, company has every right to apply their own standards to what they will and will not put on their marketplace which is why i support itunes decision to not allow papers please in the app store wow huh i i think well, well. i think that's a, a good comparison in that they are both um de facto monopolies um, right. and that is, a, I mean, as, as a de facto monopoly, you kind of have a, um, de facto responsibility to treat your platform well. Um, and that's it's, the argument that I would use to make that like, you need to, you need to be careful about making this sort of decision. Well, yeah, I think that's the reason why, why Gabe said, wait, we did what? No, no. Put that back on there. But I think a lot of people are really upset about that. I, it, this is, it is so weird to me that people like, so hatred is, is so, I mean, for people who don't, aren't aware, hatred is a game that, um, bills itself as sort of like a mass murder simulator where you're just a dude in New York going around killing civilians. Right. Um, just a sort of a gleefully tasteless, just game about violence. Um, without the humor that like Postal had, but like there's like maybe the people making it are white supremacists. Yeah, and so there's so there's like some maybe like st- stuff in that background, but I also don't understand like why people don't find Grand Theft Auto reprehensible. Well, the, like, the those, distinction like, you you I mean the distinction is that Grand Theft Auto is telling a story and ostensibly like and that's enough to justify just wantonly killing it, hundreds it is of civilians. In every video game that's I mean, I would argue I would argue that no, it's it's totally not. And I feel like it was I feel like it was a bad move for them to not sell it. Like I like I'm I was making a the the joke that I was making about the papers right. please thing is that I feel like what a lot of people on the internet are saying right now is that they support the right of private organizations to uphold the speaker's standards. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Which that is a that that's the same as saying fucking nothing. And like if you think that it is bullshit for iTunes to say, we're not going to put papers, please, in the store for whatever reason, even though they reversed that decision, you have yeah, to also – just be a mistake. I, I kind of feel well, like you was, have to – It was a pornography. No, it was a specific it, thing. It was, it was a specific to, like standard no, that it no, was in violation they, of. They said, wait, there was a misunderstanding with one of our dudes – resubmit it and it's sure. fine now they, they well it had they it had to be changed in some way you had to be able to toggle the nudity or something right but uh, but it, yeah. in, in, but regardless, regardless of the details of yeah. either of these cases this this brings up a thing that really really bothers me in sort of modern political discourse which is the people forcing corporations to do things by popular outrage no your convictions are only as your convictions Uh-oh. are only as strong as they are when applied to things that you personally don't like, yeah. right? Mm, like right. free speech. The test of free speech is not whether the ACLU is allowed to say something publicly. It is whether white supremacists are allowed to say something publicly. And it there is, it, there is this just certainty 
I think, in the more vocal people on both sides of the political spectrum that what they believe is just the facts Mm -hmm. and what the other people believe is because the other people are assholes Mm -hmm. or stupid or wrong or whatever. And or sometimes stupid assholes. And I mean, you know, (laughs) stupid wrong assholes. Ah, God. Even, even if you are like, I, I, I believe pretty strongly that like, if you're going to have a principle that you want applied to every situation, you have to apply the principle to every situation, even ones that you find personally distasteful. Hmm. And so I don't know. You know, I don't I don't think that there's any responsibility for like steam to be treated as a common car- carrier, common character because it's because it's a monopoly, because I mean, we're, we're coming at you from two rooms where there is a lot of proof that you don't need steam to make money as a video game developer, right? So I don't think that argument holds a tremendous amount of water. And I also think that the days of indie success being driven almost completely by, oh, the game happened to be selected to get on Steam, and so now it made a bunch of money as opposed to making no money, I kind of feel like those days are over. Like, I get that Steam is a really big player, but they're not the only game in town. And so treating them as though they have a responsibility yeah to, so they have a responsibility mm-hmm. to like yeah. and I'm, i i recognize that i'm arguing it. both sides of this right because i don't think that they should be required to publish whatever they want but i also don't think that itunes should be able to publish whatever they want and what they want is up to them not up to me like i don't know what's your, what do you what do you think about this jim what's oh so i feel like you and i probably disagree on this <laughs> uh you said a bunch of different things. I'm not sure which to address. Um, but I, I do think that, um, the fact that there are other ways to make money than steam, that doesn't help you if you're making the kind of game that people expect to be on steam. Like a first person murder. For example. Yeah. Um, or, or like something like, uh, like the, the, the classic like early access stuff like that stuff is is steam is the place to get that stuff um and i would argue that minecraft is a game that you would expect to be on steam that's true at this point but it wasn't and it never was i mean and granted you can't use a single outlier as as a data point but i mean yeah um so the whole the way steam has handled the past few years is really something i don't get in that, like, they started out as fully, like, human curated, where they had, like, who, if, if someone who worked at Valve liked your game, it would get on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. And then they did this green light thing, which I thought was interesting, where, like, people would vote on your game, and if, you know, it got enough votes, then it would get on Steam, which, I mean, I guess that's fine, but... There was still a layer of human curation, though, there, like, at least... I, well, like, that's... For that's, the first six months or a year, become, or whatever. Was, was there? Like, I... Yeah, there was... There, like, like once it got to a certain threshold, then they would take a more serious look at it and decide whether or not they wanted to include yeah, it. I, I don't yeah. think that it ever actually settled into a routine. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think a policy was ever stated it's just that what appeared to happen was that every few months the top 100 games on Greenlight would become available on steam yeah okay 
I mean, what? but they never said that's how it worked. And like, you know, when when they first announced Greenlight, it was like, oh, hooray. Now we finally have a path to maybe get a game on Steam if we ever make the kind of game that would make sense to have on Steam. And then it was like, well, you have to put it on Greenlight and then it has to get at least 150,000 community votes to get it high enough to get Steam's attention. And so I was like, well, yeah, fuck us, I guess. Yeah, that's not going to like, happen. And I think that that's not true anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, that is no, definitely not, not true anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, but what I don't understand is why don't they just like, instead of voting yes, why don't you just on the green light page pay for the game and then download the game? Like, <laughs> that's a something that frustrated me is like I I you know I I've gone in and voted for forty games or so and on green light and. Why does it not tell me when they're available? Like, that seems like a, a huge failure in their system. Yeah. I mean, it could be that a lot of people go in and do the thing that I do, which is occasionally go into Greenlight and just vote yes on every single thing in sequence. Because <laughs> I don't like the question that they ask. Would you Would buy, you this, buy game? this game? Like, I don't. It doesn't fucking matter to a <laughs> soccer game whether I would buy it or not. Like, if the question they're actually asking is, should this game be for sale on Steam? Fuck yes, because every goddamn game should be available for sale on Steam. Yeah. Like, and especially uh, Papers, Please and Hatred. Yeah. Including ones that I don't like because I don't like soccer and ones that I don't <laughs> like because I don't like racism. Like... It's what about soccer? soccer yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, no. Or if they... That's something I definitely agree with. Like it, it should be. It. I think it absolutely should be an open marketplace. Uh, and like, short of things that are like literally illegal to sell and own. Kitty porn. Yeah, that that game probably. Yeah, I mean, you get into things like the. On Steam. You know, you get into the like Anita Sarkeesian punch out. Like that's gross. Yeah. It is, but I, and I, I think and it, it's so definitely... it's so gross that it becomes impossible to talk about. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 well, I think there's... you should certainly have like ways of marking that content as offensive. You know, I, I... walking simulator. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, there, there's another side to it though that if you let absolutely anything on there, you end up with the problem that Xbox Live indie games had. Where it was just hey, here's uh, some stupid bullshit for five bucks. Here's complete like, garbage. Here's here's like the the make your your game maker demo learning level that you put together yeah. and put on Xblig for a buck. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you had some way of like requesting a refund, even if they never gave you a refund, and once a game had seventy five percent refund requests. It, of its it sales, then it just got yeah. removed. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe you end up with then the you you end up with the thing that makes the you know keep calm and X randomly generated oh, right. Amazon <laughs> items where somebody writes a thing that mm. just makes fake Every games English to put word. on Steam. Yeah, like I think if Steam were going to be that free about what gets on it, they need some more comprehensive i mean they're they're heading in this direction some more comprehensive ways to find the game you're looking oh yeah for. definitely and they don't because as even, as it fills up it just gets hard as hell to find what's they going. don't even have to have like like right now they have a, a and they've always done this they've had this thing where like every steam game that gets released gets like a proportional amount of time on the steam front page mm -hmm. um that's not true though yeah is i don't feel like that's like well true. nowadays that you're time just, is like an hour 
because you it, it, in the list it might stay in the list of recently released I, maybe and, but that's just gonna, but that's just going to be based on the number of games that are released that day right, or whatever right. and that's what i'm talking about like uh, well, they, but they just... that's not even the default tab anymore. It's like top sellers is or something uh, well, like it's. Okay, well, no, I, now it's all personalized for you, oh, right? I mean, it, yeah, well, it's weird. Know. You know, I don't even understand how you use Steam. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the point is, the Steam like is seems to be set up such that like Valve is putting their stamp of approval on everything and they everything they release through Steam, and that doesn't have to be the case. They don't have to yeah. like promote every game that gets released or even frankly have them show up in search results like if i if what selling my game on steam meant was that you could only buy my game if you if i gave you a url to find it or if you found it on my website then that would be fine to find by me I mean, that's basically what the Humble Widget Well, is. that's basically what I, the iTunes store has become because it's almost impossible to search for most titles yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, the, and the difference Unless between specific Steam as that and the Humble Widget is that people Steam already has people's credit card information and all their games are already on Steam and it's just much more convenient. Yeah, no, I guess that's, I guess that's true. I mean, so... Humble, Humble is like... A couple steps removed from that because they have all of your game yeah, library. I really do, we, but I hate uh, go, I that hate interface. It. I hate it. I hate going to I, like. I hate going to Humble to see if I own a game, and then having to like go through the process of downloading it and installing. It. Like oh, I would just like rather a, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what would be better. Out. I mean, I right. guess just a an a humble actual desktop application that worked like steam maybe embedded in steam and (laughs) looking and working exactly like steam because it's steam or maybe you buy something on humble and it installs it in steam yeah Yeah. which is what kind of like that which is what it does i I didn't know there was a humble bundle app yeah yeah you can just it gives you a list of games you own you can tap to install them I'm assuming GOG huh. probably has something like that too, but it has I, a downloader. I know, yeah, but I don't know if it has a full. I client. never used that thing because of my just old man inherent distrust of yep third party downloaders. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I downloaded a game from GOG yesterday and played it for half an hour or so. Oh like, yeah, just one of the the more highly recommended Spiderweb oh. games. Was that the Avernum? Avedon. Avedonum. Avernum. Avernum, Avedon. Oh, and then Abadox, that weird NES shooter. And then a Styanax. And then Faxanadu. <laughs> I, I All found available out on recently GOG, that GOG.com. Faxanadu is a uh, portmanteau of Famicom and Xanadu because it's a oh, port okay. of Xanadu to the Famicom. Oh. Okay. So. Not like they f- they faxed all of the source code to, to Nintendo of America, and that explains why it looks like it does and why the writing is the way it is. Fax Manadu. Mm. Okay, uh, you guys want to you guys want to move on to the assignment? Sure. This assignment, yeah. teleglitch, fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. It is yeah. so fucking brutally hard, though. It is hard. It's super, yeah. Super it, it, I did not give it much of a. I did not give it much time because I was. Yeah. I felt like I was never going to get good at it. I think everyone it. was mm. expecting this of you, Zach. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, it's you've lived up to everyone's expectations. Do you? 
I would so often walk into a room and what I took to be the pattern on the floor apparently was actually just physics object crates that were in the way of everything and filling the entire room. Would you guys start start out in a room? Would you guys describe this as a game where basically everything on the screen is exactly the same color? It's very samey. I mean, I I feel like this game was visually modeled after Quake. Yeah, I was, I was, I made that comparison last night. It's, it's like top down quake with procedurally generated levels and permadeath and crafting with quake you your brain because it's in 3d does a lot of Of stuff that trains you know that teaches you about allows allows you to perceive the shape of the environment and stuff i will often like like, i just basically like running real slow and i'm like why the fuck am i running real slow and i'm like oh there's a tiny chair in front of me (laughs) that i wasn't that i couldn't see like i in order to find doors i basically had to hug the wall until something opened i could i could not look at a wall and tell you whether there was a door there or not the doors need to have better colors it took me a long time to figure out how to find secret areas yeah there was a note about like yeah there's a note about certain walls look dirty so you can shoot them like well i guess every fucking wall is a secret door because no, this whole thing looks it, dirty to me what it is is there are certain walls that are made basically out of crates yeah huh. i only i only ever found them by you start to you n- noticing see the differences in the thicknesses on the map yeah you, there's that and you can like mm. see a sliver of light through it like it's once you know what to look for it's not that bad but you do kind of have to just walk along every wall anyway yeah. i found you know uh, i understand i think maybe what you were saying about word realms jim mm-hmm. because i kind of wanted to play this game some more i just didn't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> like it the text is so terrible like, like to the, look at the not content or the, the writing the, the, the both okay. wow really like i felt like it was it was very awkwardly written okay it's and it was presented in a near like a nearly illegibly like cute pixel font it's even better if you have the worst scan lines turned on like I <laughs> yeah do. did you have the worst scan lines turned yeah. on yeah i don't did you ever did you ever take a stimulant did you ever craft and no i crafted stimulant? one but i died before i got a chance to use it <laughs> you just you move real fast and the screen is all wobbly mm. i was i was hoping that it would restore some health but it totally <laughs> did not <laughs> yeah that was my experience too it was like well i i want the health item so i'm not going to do this again yeah it doesn't seem like you should like it seems like you die so easily in this game that there's no point in engaging with any of the systems. <laughs> you mean, uh, you, you, some I mean of the, a lot of the stuff you can craft crafting is pretty makes better valuable. weapons and you well, make yeah. armor crafting and actually stuff. is pretty crucial to living. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it, is that? I mean, crafting mean in systems? my experience was making it so you accidentally blew yourself up with bombs and sure. I would do that once anyway. you like yeah. ran out of ammo. I think there were, <laughs> like, I, I would call it a bug that it would reset like the, item selected to the first item on the list every time you started the new level. And very often that would mean like the first time I saw an enemy on a level, I would just throw something random at it. Oh. I tried to keep my inventory yeah, sorted, sorted, but it was frustrating because every time you teleport, it just packs your inventory back up top again. Oh, yeah. Oh. I uh, just, I mean, I didn't sort it that to that degree. I just sorted all the weapons up to the top. Yeah, weapons were always top and then explosives and then... Yeah medical stuff and then parts but uh like i i want i want to know more about this game i want to get better at it but i don't know that i have the patience to do it like i i spent a lot of time just like trying to stab 
all of the first level, yeah. first two level enemies dead because ammo is so precious. Ammo. Yeah, 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 but, then but it's just, I, I gave up on that. You just, I'm just, like, I'm strafing, not strafing, I'm, I'm like walking yeah, backwards that, and stabbing a, a lot. lot. When I played that game, there was a, the whole lot of just running backwards and stabbing the thing in yeah. front of you. And it's, it doesn't, it's, that is very not quick, like, and also <laughs> very not like what combat I imagine to be in real life in the zombie apocalypse. I remember just being shocked the first time I encountered a, a guard that oh, yeah. was like, oh, yeah. the things that actually like, shoot at you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, shit, these things can, like, there are things that can shoot at you. I was, I had like, my whole strategy had been like the two times I've made it to, to level three. Both of them were destroyed by guards. Did, when you start level three, does it, is there just always a crazy wave of zombies that comes? Cause like there were 30 zombies that attacked me the, at the same it, time. That's happened both times I've made it to level three. Okay. So yeah, so I think it's that and then a guard. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, w- I was immediately put off by this because I, something that drives me nuts is sight lines, like really aggressively enforced sight lines in 2D games. Like that is the thing that stops me from playing most of the sort of modern crop of popularish roguelikes is mm. I hate when most of the movement on the screen is not anything important, right? When most of the, when like 75% of the oh, pixels the on the screen change is, as a result of me moving, is like but, actual n- visible but it's just room the stuff. sections of the place that are visible. Like, and I get that that probably creates more interesting tactical situations, but like, I would much rather have the net hack where presumably like you can remember that there was a room here. Like you don't, you're not like a pre-object permanence infant in this dungeon. <laughs> what did you think about the fucking orientation of the map of the world changing all the time? You can turn that off. I, oh, you can. I thought it was okay because it stopped the worst of the like Hotline Miami mm. jagginess. Huh. From... I thought it was all right because it rotates the map as well. So yeah, I, I turned that off immediately. The same yeah. in relation to the map. I mean, I think if I had ever survived long enough to like complete a level, like if I had ever survived long enough that it mattered where I was, I would have probably been more inclined to just reset to like a north up or like does north mean anything in this world? I don't know. Up is always up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I feel like looking at the information screens to see what I had unlocked, I was like, wow, have I not, I've barely scratched the surface of this game. And, and like seeing that the first level shortcut is like, well, you have to get to level five to unlock this. I'm never ever going to make it to level five. I can't survive level three. How do I make it? Like (laughs) this just, (laughs) yeah, that's, but I mean, probably did said the similar thing when you were, playing spelunky for oh yeah time, when, right? especially when the, the guy asks you for the key from the maze or from the caves rather oh well that's that not i guess i did feel that way the first few times i played the game maker version of spelunky mm-hmm. right the original one because like i kept not surviving the tutorial <laughs> <laughs> right mm-hmm. but i did eventually get pretty good at that all that took to unlock the shortcuts was gold. Yeah, the the unlocking the shortcuts in the new version of Spelunky, it was like, in a way, it was like, well, okay, that implies that it's possible to do this. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to play until I pull that off. And in the process of doing that, I'm going to get way, way better at the game. And also, I just, I don't know, Spelunky is charming in a way that this game is categorically not. Yeah, well, this game is is trying for a much grittier feel. Yeah, yeah. 
and the yeah I, di- I didn't like the writing but like i'm so i don't know the it's the same story as i, th- I think both quake and doom um and that particular and half-life there's to say like it's this is a yeah. very common yeah. And yeah, I, I was like, i was really, amused that or sorry i'm just really on. fond of that setting and so i couldn't dislike the story even though the writing yeah. itself was kind of bad yeah, no, I just like the I dislike the writing mechanically and because it Yeah. And also I made the screen really big, which made it even harder to <laughs> I read. I just played it on the default small oh, screen. Yeah, I mean it's I, I was I was amused that this this science facility is explicit is is not even hiding the fact that they're just doing every completely evil thing that a science facility has ever done in any game or movie. Right. Uh, just just all at once. But yeah, once once I had a laugh over that, I pretty much stopped reading. This everything. is like yeah, this this like this entire moon is populated only by the like undead from Wow. Yeah, it's like well, here's the poison factory, yeah. here's the murder factory, and here's what here's the part of the poison factory that specializes in poison for horses and like cats. This is the magically sewing people together room. I didn't uh, I didn't get the full story but i the impression i get is that the the tragedy that befell this station was due at least in part to them trying to teleport a single molecule from the other side of the galaxy yeah uh which is kind of funny Um, and they gave like a justification that was something like if we tried to do something smaller than a than a molecule we might not notice if it worked and if we tried to do something larger that might be dangerous well it was if if we did something smaller there might be some sort of like nuclear effect that's right that's right uh, on either end and then if we did something larger that we were worried that it would you know be dangerous to ourselves (laughs) or whatever yeah yeah, that that clearly worked out well. So so yeah, this has like this so this has like a at the end of every rampaging hallway. AI, uh, crazy like killer robot mutant Robots things and the mutants plus this and, and the zombies and and yeah. this like teleglitch anomaly yeah. thing and like just all of this is happening at the same time. It's it's just gone so everything just went horribly wrong all at the same time. <laughs> Maybe there's a way to tie it all together. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so much story that I haven't seen that who knows. Yeah. Did you guys play a game um, from like 2000 called Bastard Operator from Hell? No. No. I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with that phrase. But I remember reading a, a lot of the text files, yeah, the original yeah, Bastard was, Operator I think from Hell text files. The, this was a game based on the text files, I think. Um, and the premise is that you are an IT worker and you go to school one day and terrorists have taken over your servers and you have to go shoot them all. Um, it's a, so it's like red hat Dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and mechanically it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's straight, straight top down, like, like perfectly top down. So like, uh, everything can rotate in two, two dimensions and look right. Um, and it plays like, uh, a first-person shooter pre-mouse, although maybe it was just that I didn't play it with the mouse. So, like, you're you're running around the uh, the level with the arrow keys and, and turning, like, a tank with the arrow keys. And I think you're strafing, too. So it, it, it was very much like I, I went, went straight from playing Doom with the arrow keys to playing this with the arrow keys, and it felt like the same game. Um, and it's all, like, it's, it's like a free indie-developed game um, 
terrible programmer art. Uh, I I was I was thinking about that game like the whole time I was playing Teleglitch was like yeah this this feels like bastard operator from hell. One of the guys that made Teleglitch was like in high school when he really? made it. Hmm. I was reading an interview with them. I forget. I, I intended to read the entirety of the interview instead of just skimming it so that I would have anything to say about it. But uh, yeah. they are. But there was such a terrible font that you couldn't. I think that they are from they are from somewhere that maybe Estonia. Okay. And one of them was in high school when working on it. Yeah, the interview was in that pixel font where the M is just a square with a notch cut out of the bottom of the center. That's what an M looks like in this fucking typeface. It is a three pixel wide typeface. Yeah. I, you know, I like when pixels are chosen yep. instead of derived, but not not like this. Not <laughs> not like this. Not this. <laughs> All right, Kevin. What's our Kevin? What's our next assignment, Kevin? Kevin. Uh, I think we're Kevin. Play I'm Leonardo a game DiCaprio from Titanic. Kevin. Called the Fall. Which is like when I fell into the icy water at the end. Some sort of puzzly, side scrolly platformer. It was a puzzle. Like everything there might is not a, be a puzzle platformer. to me. Point and click, Gilbert Grape because I retarded. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I, I don't know a lot about it. I know that it's a little puzzly at, at least. Um, I think you might be in some sort of space station. Oh, is a space station shaped like a top, like the one that I spun in Inception? Yes. <laughs> You guys want to do some listeners' mails? Sure. Okay. Um, uh, this this one is, makes me feel bad. Uh, Matt Shakur writes, "Hey, hot dogs. First off, I'm Shik and KOL, a huge fan, and have been playing for many years. Thanks for all the great times, and may they continue for years to come. I listen to the KOL and Video Games Hot Dog podcast as well, and I look forward to them every week more than any other I listen to. Enough gushing. I recently heard you guys mention Deadly Rooms of Death on your podcast, and it was really neat, and then a little disappointing to hear that Zach couldn't get into it, and Riff called it Soko Band like. <laughs> I'm one of the developers of Deadly Rooms of Death, and have been working on it for ten years now. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I like Sokoban. <laughs> you you can implement Sokoban puzzles in it if you want, but that is actually a tiny subset of the puzzles that actually exist. I know it'll be a hard sell for Zach because we don't have a baby mode, but I do think that Riff and Kevin would dig it. I don't know Jim well enough to know whether he'd be into it or not. But anyway, he has given us an account on on their servers and given us access to all of the Deadly Rooms of oh, Death wow. games. Oh, wow. So uh, let's let's I let's give him a, let's give him the old the old more of a try. I, I've not seen it. What what is? I the... remember it was it was like a turn based thing where you're a guy that that occupies one space and you've got a sword that occupies the space in front of you. Okay, and you can move and rotate. Yeah, you can. Okay. Right. And and when you move, all the roaches or other monsters in the room also move a step okay and each monster has specific rules about how it moves right and does rotating count as moving I yes it does remember. rotating and taking a step are the same take the time same amount of time yeah mm -hmm. no it's a it's a really good puzzle game um, yeah I, I i don't remember which one of them i i played the, so I, mean, I never finished i played, I played uh played back in the day i played the the shareware one which does not hold up um, because it does a lot of things that are just unfair and not very fun. Uh, Keep in mind the developer is listening to you right <laughs> now, Jim. Was, Don't be a butthole. More than ten years ago, so. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so it was not the version that this developer worked on. Uh, this developer may have worked on Journey to Rooted Hold, which I enjoyed a lot, um, and that's the one that I recommend you play because I haven't played any of the ones since then. 
He says that the fifth one in the series, the most recent one, is the best one. Five of them. But maybe he just thinks that because he's working on things. Mm. And you always feel like the thing that you made most recently is the best thing. Or at least I always feel that way. We should do it for an assignment sometime. Hmm. That's a good idea, actually. We'll come up with – we'll pick one to do. Yeah. Just one room. I would do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's – Vernacio writes – sorry, uh, go on. That's one of my favorite genres of puzzle game, actually, is like – is Drod. Like, I can't think Mm. of any other – game like it but like it's just i have such fond memories of those particular mechanics and i think you could do a lot of really interesting things with them so yeah i i would be happy to check out newer stuff this actually reminds me of another game that i played uh, oh, was which was a good snowman is hard to build is that out yet no <sighs> for fuck's sake it is coming out at the end you of your igf judge Twitter. insider knowledge bullshit uh this is actually this a, is a podcast for the people kevin is, people don't have access to the game same ivory tower upper echelons of video game development that you have access to because i backed alan's patreon oh so there's money involved too yes. <laughs> uh so uh it's it's the one of the guys who made Sokobond. um he does a lot of puzzle script games which i've talked about before um this one is a sort of a take on a Sokoban like uh, where you are constructing snowmen. I think you have actually specifically have described I, it. Yeah, have yeah, I already? Yeah. So. You've just been playing more of it. Uh, yeah. He. So he. Um, oh yeah, you complained about an unfair achievement. Did I? No, that was a different really? game. Wasn't it this one? That was no. That that was uh, Tetrobot and Company. Okay, yeah. I must have. Um, I must have conflated. But the I do remember hearing head. you on the podcast talk Say about this. the the head can't get any bigger, and yes. Riff was saying that there was a similar mechanic to that in. Yeah, there's a similar mini game in Animal Crossing. In okay. Right. I was going right. to say Animal okay. Crossing, but then I was like, yeah, that doesn't so sound right. He's he's adding sort of a an extra wrinkle to the game which is kind of mind-blowing um and i'm excited i'm super excited for it to come out now well no spoilers buddy. yeah it's good it's good vernacio says hey guys not exactly a video games related question but i was wondering is mr frog fractions here to stay as the fourth hot dogger he's a wonderful addition to the video games hot dog chemistry as far as i'm <laughs> concerned yeah that's the plan we're even doing it when you're remote yeah so that so this is this is new commitment. we've never done this for anyone before uh, Gyarge says some of the big retail outlets near where I live have stopped selling GTA 5 because of its graphic content is GTA 5 Frog Fractions 2 <laughs> you are going to have to tolerate probably a lot of questions asking if whatever hilarious thing the listener thinks of is yeah, Frog Fractions well, 2 well, how about you? is the Super Bowl Frog Fractions <laughs> I could just not read those yeah, or, or just read the ones that are hilarious okay Oh, man, it would be so great if you just single-handedly made GTA 5. <laughs> like, oh, that's the joke. <laughs> that, that is a pretty good joke. Like, I, sorry, I had 10,000 years of Bill Murray time to develop <laughs> using only the technology that existed during the one day that I repeated over and over again. But it was actually the entire GTA franchise is <laughs> Frog Fractions 2. Like you know, I, you could get really good at developing video games, but the ability to like craft from beginning to end in yeah, one day, in one day, because you couldn't save progress. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's mm. brutal. Also, I, I kind of suspect you could that, you could get really good at memorization and memorize right, the yeah. code you'd written previously. I also kind of suspect that more than in. ten thousand man years went into GTA Five. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you develop an algorithm that would? decompress into <laughs> the GTA 5 source oh, code. I just need to invent the universe and then run it. <laughs> oh, and then you can make a pie. Right. Yeah. And GTA 5. Okay. 
Alex Johnson says, Hey guys, I recently stumbled over your podcast and your knowledge and opinions about the game genre is very entertaining to me. But I'd like to hear your opinion about streamers, let's plays, and commentators nowadays. The latest South Park episode showed me how ridiculous the concept of watching other gamers or watching other players play a game is. Cheers. I don't know that it's ridiculous. It's no more ridiculous than it's watching really, a sport. Well, yeah, exactly. I. It is weird. Whatever. It, say what you will <clears throat> about South Park. I've watched two episodes of South Park in the last three months and zero in the like five years before that. Hmm. There was their like microtransaction episode and then hmm. this streamer one. I, did you watch the World of Warcraft episode? Yeah, but that was. Did, did they address six, the part where it's like watching a sport? Did they address? They didn't. I don't think they really did. I mean, I think they were just making fun sure. of it. They, I mean, they, you know, the the whichever one of them is the creator stand in <laughs> was like, I don't get it. Play a video. Playing video games is more fun than watching other people play a video game. I personally agree. I don't like watching Let's Plays. Really, I like. I don't mind having a speed run on if there's actually insightful and mm -hmm. interesting commentary, but yeah, I'm always like, doing that, something else. How do you else feel about I'm, just watching like a friend play a game in the same room as you? I, I cannot stand it. Oh, I will watch over your yeah. shoulder. A bunch. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't mind. And I like, that's, I know that you guys, it doesn't like, I just have no interest at all in watching someone mm -hmm. else play a video game. It I is, like watching someone so much else more boring to me little, than doing nothing. Play a video game. I, I, it is uncomfortable to me to have somebody else watching me play a video game. Huh. I, it's like, I don't know. Just in friend. the same room or would you be, would you be okay streaming? It? I, I would probably be okay streaming it, or at least it would not be as, as bad long as no streaming. As watching. As long as <laughs> so I, no as long as I didn't necessarily know that anyone was watching, yeah. as long as I could convince myself that maybe they're just using the chat window and not actually looking at the video. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're not reacting. That was just a coincidence what they said about what you just yes. did. Yes, that's right. You know, it was fun watching some of uh, Chris's Chris Remo's Spelunky streams hmm. because. They were like there was often somebody else in the room with him, and they were also just having a funny conversation sure. yeah. while they were playing. I have enjoyed watching Bananasaurus Rex play. Yeah, so, yeah. so like watching an especially astonishing accomplishment is, I feel yep. like a different. Like I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it is not a thing that particularly appeals to mm. me. I mean, I know that you Riff spend a lot of time watching Let's Plays of stuff, yeah. and I just I don't. I, 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 that doesn't sound appealing to me. So I'm going to go let's something plays else. and, and, uh, let's plays and speed runs and, uh, tool assisted speed runs. Tool assisted speed runs is how I get to sleep at night. Similar, similar to how you listen to podcasts to get to sleep mm. at night. Tool assisted sleep runs. Sleep runs. Yeah. Okay. I, I love watching like, um, a newcomer's first hour with almost any game because it just gives me so much. It's it's super interesting to see, to see how people think th things through uh, and mm. learn how to play a game. I, maybe it's it's probably a lot like watching a baby grow up and figure out the world. Oh, but in like in compressed <laughs> yeah, time, you get in an hour instead of a couple of years, or you don't have to just watch that same years. day of that baby's life four hundred thousand times. <laughs> yeah, that that was what I was doing with a, a good snowman. It's hard to build. I was playing the game while Alan was watching me play. It was really yeah. nerve wracking. Well, I, really. Yeah, just because like the because the guy who made the game, I'm like, if I can't solve your puzzle, uh, yeah, like, okay. if it's you're gonna feel like I'm stupid, and like he'd be like, no, you're you're making the same mistake you made last time. I'm like, oh god damn it, <laughs> I totally no. I mean, like, and it was fine. Like it was you know because like, you run a yeah. play test. I need to talk to Alan. Well, about this. no, he, it wasn't. A, that was that was not the particular like. 
it was he, we were testing like a meta level of something and not the okay. well so now you're level. watching this conversation and making this you're doing it wrong stupid <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you could be standing behind a third two-way mirror <laughs> with and alan has oh, an wow. earpiece in Three and while <laughs> while alan is yelling at kevin about the mistakes that he's making you can be yelling at alan about the mistakes that he's making uh, I, I would, and then i'm over here just pointing out how hilarious this situation is that's that's always your role that's cool yeah Speaking of streams, there's an interesting one going on this month. The guy, um, I think his, I think his uh, Twitch handle is Crumps Two. He's the guy that runs the the Binding of Isaac races. Oh yeah. Uh, this month, he and another guy are racing through every single Final Fantasy game from Final Fantasy One to Final Fantasy Thirteen Lightning Returns in order. Just marathon throughout non, the, non-stop, yeah, just marathoning no it. Well, not they, they're it's it's not a marathon, they're just whenever because they're, I guess, they're two guys who just make their living by streaming. Huh. So it's just whenever they wake up and it's like, all right, it's time to stream now, he just picks up wherever he left that's off. Brutal, is yeah. that I mean, that's gotta be like that's more than a month worth of, of gameplay, yeah. right? It's a yeah, they're they've scheduled at least a month. And they're they they said they're gonna see see how long it goes. The other guy, the other guy is speedruns like two or three of these Final Fantasy games. So I don't know, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's, but the guy Crumps is is a good streamer. He's kind of interesting to listen to listen to, and he has conversations with people in the chat while he's while he's playing games, and uh, and he's got a good voice. So it. So there's like something to listen to when he's just there grinding XP. Right. Hmm. But but yeah, it's just this weird situation of these guys racing through every goddamn Final Fantasy. I wonder if you were to try to do the marathon, how far could let's say the best combination Final Fantasy player and and like insomniac in the world, like how far <laughs> would they get into the series before falling asleep? Uh Huh. I mean, the time, the 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 time that that uh, I broke my arm was because of playing Dwarf Fortress for like forty hours without sleeping. What, did <laughs> so, that weaken your arm bone? Well, no, I I got up to go to the bathroom and passed out in the bathroom and fell on the holy floor. Crap. Is what that happened. Is a... And the story doesn't really end there, which is the amazing part. Like. He went back to his desk and was continuing to play more Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, because I in in the act of of passing out and then woken up, waking up. Yeah, you got up, some sleep. Yeah, I, I guess I had I had like a minor amnesia of what had just happened, and and was now sitting at my desk working my mouse with a broken arm. <laughs> and Jenny came in the room and was wondering what the hell is going like, on. Why is there blood on your head? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so that was weird. That's a good Dwarf Fortress testimonial. That should be on the box. <laughs> yeah, I played should. it until my fucking arm broke, and then I kept playing instead of going to the hospital. Because <laughs> I didn't realize what had happened. Mm. Yep. So, it's so like yeah, I, I, would, I, would not, uh, I would not advise a Final Fantasy fan to... Uh, to to go through with that yeah. scheme, you, you you should you should try and get some sleep every twelve to sixteen hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking about the the six hundred and two star Mario race, where the the people were trying to 
get every star in every 3D Mario game uh, all in a row without sleeping. And that was... Were they were they at least, like, more than one person switching off No, or but it was the sort of thing where, like, the, the fastest player was able to do it in 24 hours. Wow. So it's it's humanly possible if you're, you know, probably in your late teens or early 20s. Mm. Let's see. Hamfish writes, Lately I've been playing the new Pokemon games on my DS. I don't know if I'd call them good games, but I'm having fun and they're really nostalgic for me. Are there any games you guys enjoy playing for nostalgia reasons, even though the game itself may or may not be that great? Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I enjoy playing Atari when we go to... Hmm. And a lot of those games are not... They're not a game that if I discovered it today, I would play for more than a couple minutes. Yeah, I played yeah. Combat. I played a... What was it? Demon Attack. Demon Attack. Yeah, you played a bunch of Demon Attack. I can sit and play Sequest for... Yeah. Although that game I actually did not discover. I didn't play it for the first time until I was like 25. Sequest is just a really fucking good Atari <laughs> game. I, uh, I have games that I remember fondly but probably would never play again, like TNC Surf Design. Oh, yeah. I played a <laughs> shitload of that. <laughs> There was like the surfing wasn't fun, but the skateboarding it was, was at least for me. Yeah, it was I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I just never I got mean, it into was it. A, it was an okay platformer. Like I went back, I got back to it like in Nesticle, uh ten years later, and now that now that it's thirty years later, maybe I should check it out again. I don't know. Um, NES Jaws. I mean, that's a game that I am very. Can you just beat that in ten minutes? fun if you can, but it's fun. Okay. Like I and I don't know that I. That's the thing. I don't actually think it's a bad game. I would not say that it's not a good game. It's just not. It's not a very big game. Well, I also I think be, being able to beat, especially an old game in ten minutes, that's a feature. Yeah. Yeah. I go back to Dragon's Lair once in a while. Yeah. Hmm. I finally beat it, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think I've had enough." Mm-hmm. I would not mind like watching a cartoon of a oh, successful just, playthrough yeah, of all yeah, of it, and then all good. the deaths yeah. as like DVD extras. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would actually really like that for Dragon's Lair Two, yeah. because boy, do I not like playing Dragon's Lair Two. Uh, I'm okay playing Dragon's Lair Two, but it's the hard checkpointing. And much the checkpointing longer. is just is yeah, so sparse that rough. it's like, yeah, it's just I don't want to watch this movie forty times intercut with a whole bunch of scenes of this guy yeah. dying like it's a little too long too because you well okay now that you've got now that you know it's on steam and you can you can save your game and so if you get past the beethoven level and get to the garden of even eden level then you can save it there and come back in a month and you're just at the start of the garden of eden level rather than having to remember what all the movements were for all the previous levels so you can get back there but i don't know how anyone managed to beat it in the arcade having to remember the entire thing all the way through you memorize it, right? I think that's that's that becomes the skill at that point is being able to memorize the yeah. sequence of movements. I I remember. I think I had a and, book but on how just to do being that. able to keep them. Oh wow! Was it by Jeff Rovin? It, it, it was. I don't know, but it was it was that same class of book as the ones he would write. Like the same how kind of binding, the video same games. shape of the book. <laughs> yeah, the black the black paperback book that. Yeah, I mm. I think. All the shareware that I played, like all the Apogee shareware that I played in the early '90s, counts as as that as something I remember fondly. But it's probably a terrible game. Like I recently mm. went back to Duke Nukem, the first one, 
Yeah, did they also do Commander King? Yeah, that was, they, they did. did. Those they, published, they published Commander King. Games. Commander King was better. Um, yeah, I remember I remember liking Duke, the original Duke Nukem a lot more than I liked Commander King as a kid. But Wow, so id made the game and Apogee published yeah. it. Interesting. Yeah, that was the okay. same with Wolfenstein 3D. Um, okay. And Duke Nukem, I actually just I went and I bought on the 3D Realm site, I bought the, the Duke Nukem second and third episodes. And one thing I realized by doing this was that probably every one of those games, they put all the good levels in the first episode, in the shareware episode. Mm. And because the... Do you think that's, do you think that's true? I, it was certainly true for Duke Nukem. Like, huh. they, the, the, the quality of the level design took a serious nosedive in episodes two and three. I mean, I guess that's what you're not going to ask for a refund of the money that you mailed them in an envelope in 1994. Yeah, I, I so what they they might as well put the, they might as well put the most enticing foot forward. Although this is different than Duke Nukem 3D. This is like the Duke Nukem 3D was much later. Okay. Right. This is this is the original platformer Duke Nukem. I think wasn't Duke Nukem 3D actually Duke Nukem 3? Yeah, it was. So, yeah. So okay. like it was that joke. Right. Joke. <laughs> that trope. <laughs> ha, ha. That trope. Ha. Um, I have fond memories of the Infocom games, but I don't know if I have the patience to go back and play one. We played Lurking Horrors in Assignment, I think. We did. Yeah. We did another one, too, didn't uh, we? We did the first Sorcerer, Sorcerer or Enchanter. Yeah, Enchanter, Enchanter. yeah. those I yeah, the, Hard. those games are yeah. important. I would call them important, but not good. Hmm. Yeah, that, especially if you've gone on to play like the modern uh, IF community text adventures, they are very spare they're, yeah, oh, they're yeah. just like yeah. there just wasn't a lot of room for text yeah because yeah, they had yeah. to be they had to run on every like they had to run on a commodore 64 yeah yeah so like you know yeah. like they had to run on a single-sided single density floppy disk yeah, the, and plus it was like, like it was 96K. it was before everyone had decided like all right guys mazes suck let's not put a maze <laughs> in every game I sure. Lurking Horror but I mean, that was a way to get a lot of gameplay out of a, out of not a lot of yeah, yeah. space yeah, on the disc, true. right? But yeah, yeah, like clap hop. Man, that up. just thinking thinking about the restrictions that they had on them for the Z machine stuff is just madness. Mm. Like, I mean, Zorks one, two, and three were the original game. They just split it into three games because that's all that would fit on a disc. Right. Yep, and like. That's nuts. Uh, Hamfish continues. Also, I was going to play some Christmassy games because it's that time of year, but I can't think of a single Christmas-themed video game. Can you guys help me out at all? I remember discovering, like, on my dad's computer, my dad had, like, I had installed Rise of the Triad on it for him to play, like, the original one, and playing it on Christmas in the opening scene, all of the people were wearing Santa hats, and there was, like, a snow (laughs) overlay on it. And I remember thinking... That is fucking amazing. <laughs> also, this game, when you shoot guys, uh, sometimes an eyeball will fall in the front of the camera. <laughs> That's Snopes neat. made a game called Shit. Christmas Shotgun Defense. It's on Congregate, I think. It's so probably your best bet is to go to Congregate. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there was like elf bowling and stuff. Mm, there's right. like there's a lot of like. No, that wasn't Tolkien fight. elves. I don't know. No, that was that was that was that's clearly Santa Elves. I was getting. Oh, I misunderstood you. I didn't understand your question. Jesus Christ! Oh, okay. Sorry. Tolkien it, elves. It just clicked, and now I feel like an <laughs> no, idiot. Cool. <laughs> Did you guys know that gullible isn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, guys. Yeah. This has been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, how would they go about doing that? They could 
tweet us at VGHotDog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com. They could go to our website, VideoGamesHotDog.com, and uh, go to the web form there and fill it in. With... They could go to iTunes and give us a rating or a review. That's true. They could, they could go to their friendly neighborhood uh, BBS or Usenet forum or uh, message board and post uh, to their friends about how much they enjoy listening to our Video Games Hot Dog podcast and encourage all of their friends to come and enjoy it too. They could write us a letter, but finding our address is part of an ARG. Mm-hmm. It's not a very limited ARG, and the prize is you get to send us a letter. Right. But it That's is nevertheless fine. an ARG. Or just maybe it's just an RG. Mm. Just a reality Yeah, it's game. just a reality they game. They still do yeah. telegrams? I feel like they must. I th- I want to say that, like shut that as down. of a couple of years ago, th- no. Oh. Like, you could still send a telegram as of not very long ago, and it was like a big deal when they finally shut it down. Write a message on a dollar bill, then send you a money gram. We could wait, <laughs> wait until we go to the bank and then work at the bank and send us a message through the pneumatic tube system. Mm. Ah, okay. 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 So that's that relies on a that's a lot of prep. It may or may not pay off. Okay. I mean, it'll pay off in terms of you having a nice solid job. I, I think it would True. pay off in terms of us reading the message on the podcast. Oh, so we certainly would. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure out a clever encoding uh, using um, DNA. Uh, <laughs> oh, alleles, and then like breathe. have hidden the message in my blood. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Or invent a new type of animal. Yeah, singing and dancing animal that will come to the house and right. whistle your letter for. You. Okay, B. Well, wow. No, every bird like it's, they they do this sort of retrovirus, and every bird <laughs> is like asking video games hot dog questions from now on. Oh my on. god! Wow. So create the universe and encode a message in the value of e. Yeah. Or into the value of pi, since you've created the universe. Oh, that's true. That you can make pi. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys uh this has been fucking great and i hope we do it again real soon and listeners i hope you'll all join us and until you do keep your hand in the air conditioner and keep worshiping the toilet have a uh, have a lovely holiday we're gonna take a week off uh, good, good and night. uh we'll <laughs> we'll see you soon you know it really diminishes the power of the sign-off to not have it be the sign-off bye <sighs> bye guys <laughs>my shorts are my bathroom and my kitchen there you know there there's a lot of different parts to my shorts